0: Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Thursday, December 10th. Today on the show, we are going to hear from Mike Herndon of the Football and Other F-Words podcast from Broadway Sports Media, previewing the Jacksonville Jaguars. We will also hear from Wes Rucker of Goval's 24-7 to talk Tennessee basketball. But we start today with some Titans roster news. Let's start with rookie Isaiah Wilson, and we'll finish with cornerback Adoree Jackson. This was the statement from Titans general manager John Robinson concerning Wilson on Wednesday. Quote, Today we placed Isaiah Wilson on the reserve non-football illness list. Currently, he is dealing with some personal issues, which will take some time for him to work through. We will continue to help him and support him with the hopes that he can ultimately rejoin the team. End quote. For Wilson, this is pretty straightforward and looks to end his first season the Titans' number one pick in 2020 wasn't ready for life in the NFL. Certainly not with the added difficulty of playing your first NFL season during a pandemic that literally changed all of the rules for both players and teams. Wilson's first season is a perfect example of what the world can be sometimes. Very unfair. It's also an important example of how two things can be true. It is okay to be disappointed or frustrated that Wilson has made monumental and downright dangerous mistakes that could have been avoided and may require some tough love from those closest to him. That the Titans deserve criticism for completely whiffing on their first-round draft pick that has contributed nothing to the team, and with that comes blame for both the front office and the player. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that we simply stop caring about a fellow human being. It's okay to be critical of his poor judgment, and also be rooting for him to get whatever help he needs dealing with whatever it is that he's dealing with. It's only barely our business in the first place, and even speculating is not fair to him. But the world isn't fair, especially not one where you are extremely well compensated and work in an extremely public forum, not one that asks 21-year-old newly minted millionaires to behave like 40-year-old grown-ass men, and definitely not one where your personal struggles are played out in real time in strangers' Twitter feeds. My mother always told me that the world isn't fair. It never has been, and it never will be. So for me, it's not all that difficult to separate the professional obligation to judge the Titans' decision to draft Wilson, or his extremely questionable personal decisions, from my own personal desire to see a struggling human being regain control of their life. In the flaming, scorching, hot-take sports world that we live in, I realize that playing it down the middle doesn't get me clicks in this case. But the two things are true. Giving Wilson a free pass does nothing to help him through this process, but neither does shredding his personal character. So I guess both sides it is. As I am learning every day as a parent, it's okay to be firm and loving. It's okay to be critical and caring. It's okay to fight back the urge to stay right there beside your kids to keep them on their feet. It is what our young people need so that they become better old people, be it four years old or 24 years old. Two things can be true, that being critical but fair is the best approach in this wildly unfair world that we live in. Now to Jackson. The mysterious defensive back hasn't practiced in over a month, hasn't played a single snap in 2020, and showed up as a limited practice participant on Wednesday. Is this finally the first step of him working his way back into playing shape and beginning to actually rejoin the rotation? The way the IR deadlines and schedules work, it was clear that Jackson wasn't injured enough to miss the entire season, because he was activated, but wasn't healthy enough to begin to contribute to the team after being activated. At this point, Wilson looks to be headed towards a rookie season in which he plays one game in garbage time. And Jackson may be headed for a season in which he only plays a few games, but if healthy could be a major contributor that dramatically changes the style of defense that Mike Vrabel and Shane Bowen can design in the playoffs. And if he contributes in the playoffs, that may be all that matters with Dory Jackson. All right, with that personnel news out of the way, let's bring in Mike Herndon of the Football and Other F-Words podcast from Broadway Sports Media right here on the 440 Sports Network. Every Tuesday, please rate, review, and subscribe to give us all a brief refresher on the Jacksonville Jaguars team that's not only very different from the team the Titans played earlier in the year, but also very different than their 11-game losing streak indicates.
1: Jaguars are actually holding with some teams that have playoff aspirations right now. I, you know, the record looks bad. You would, on paper, think this is a, you know, walk in, beat them up, come back home with a win kind of game. But I think the big thing with them is is they've got an offensive line that's playing really well. Uh, obviously James Robinson, the undrafted rookie running back is getting a lot of pub because he's putting up big numbers. And part of that is because their offensive line is, is actually a really solid unit. And with that, you've also got DJ shark on the outside, uh, LaVisca Chanel. They've got some weapons. Mike Glennon is not a good quarterback, right? He is not a good quarterback, but with those pieces around him, he's able to put together some, some drives and, and really kind of sustain makes, make enough plays to make them dangerous and we know what this Titans defense is right they are not good they're able to play down to the level of anybody right so assuming that this is a get right game for the defense I think is a mistake that the offensive line is is pretty good I think they're going to struggle to get pressure again and if you give Mike Glennon plenty of time in the pocket he'll he'll complete passes just like anybody would I mean that's that's the thing I mean you've got to get to him. Uh, and I think the Titans are going to have a hard time doing that.
0: Special thanks to Mike Herndon, of course, from Football and Other F-Words Podcast. Please check it out from Broadway Sports Media and 440 Sports. Rate, review, and subscribe, of course. It is bizarre that the Tennessee Titans could be good enough to hang with the Pittsburgh Steelers and beat a bunch of really good teams in the NFL, but also bad enough to make everybody nervous about playing a 1-11 team on an 11-game losing streak. But unfortunately, that is exactly where Tennessee Titans fans are right now. With NFL and college football playoffs approaching, the holiday season in full swing, and everything else we've dealt with in 2020, it has been pretty easy not to notice that college basketball season has tipped off. And while maybe Kentucky fans might not want anyone to notice, Tennessee fans are certainly paying attention. The Vols are the only ranked basketball team in the SEC currently, and they got their season started with a defensive gem over Colorado on Tuesday evening. So to get people caught up with all things Vols hoops, we bring in Wes Rucker from Go Vols 24-7 to give us a quick overview on the team and what expectations should be for Rick Barnes and this particular Tennessee team.
2: Sure. Well, I've seen all 40 minutes of this team now, but I have no complaint with them being the best in the SEC. I mean, I would have picked them going into the season to win the league, to be quite honest with you. I, just, I look at the depth they have, especially in the backcourt. I I don't know how many teams in the league are going to consistently be able to beat them. Uh, I I think this, this team can play different styles. If it needs to, it can go fast. It can go slow. It can go big. It can go small. uh, And it really has a tremendous amount of quality depth in the backcourt Tennessee signed two five-star kids who each could be, I think one of the two will be maybe both could be one and done type players. And uh, both of them came off the bench in the opener. So, so that's, you know they they played a combined 29 minutes i think in the first game so that that's that's where they are and i think defensively this team will be able to play defense the way rick barnes wants to play defense and i think that's going to be so important for everything cuz you saw in the opener they played colorado which is a good team a team that i think will probably be in the ncaa tournament uh, assuming it goes on and everything and uh that they were able to pretty much just shut that team down. And and even when they didn't have a great night offensively, Colorado switched to a zone. Tennessee had a little trouble putting the ball in the bucket, moving it around, getting in flow, those kind of things. Missed some bunnies, some things that you, you don't normally like to see. Um, but when you hold the opponent to 47 points, that doesn't really matter. You don't have to be great offensively to win. And I think that's something that this team can play 94 feet of defense the way Rick Barnes wants to. And if it can do that, uh, then it can withstand not having great offensive nights and be good.
0: Special thanks to Wes Rucker from Goval's 24-7 for giving us a few minutes of his time. Give us a quick look at what Tennessee basketball could be this year. A very good and dangerous basketball team speaking of college basketball make sure you check out lamestream sports this week every friday on the 440 sports network myself and steve cavendish will be visiting with belmont head basketball coach casey alexander to talk a little bit about how coaches can use the media to help their program and grow their brand check that out everywhere podcasts are found lamestream sports right here on the 440 sports network rate review and subscribe as usual, thank you guys all for listening. Thanks to Wes Rucker from Go 247 24-7 as well as Mike Herndon from Broadway Sports Media. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Share it. Tell all your friends. My name is Braden Gall. Follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook, as well as at 440 Media on Instagram. This has been the 440 for Thursday, December 10th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.